Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Rob. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about Minute 64 of The Room, in which there is a coffee shop where everything might be free. I did not even pick up on that. That's okay. Yeah, we are at this coffee shop slash ice cream parlor that is in Tommy Wiseau's building in San Francisco at 555 Beach Street, which is probably why the person working at the counter gets a name. She is, she might actually be named Susan. I don't know. But you know what disturbed me or aggravated me the most about this minute? And it kind of is a running thing through this whole movie. Everywhere Tommy goes, people know him. So he is either like mega famous and beloved by everyone, or he goes to the exact same places Every single day. Yes. I, I think I think it's a little of both. We're supposed to assume that Tommy is so great that everyone loves him. But then he also definitely has a routine to his life that is about to get really messed up. I like that we got to see two couples who we don't know. Mm-hmm. And one of which we got the entire order. Yeah. I felt like that was a really good relevant plot point. Yes, we need to know what these random strangers are ordering. And we got to order, we got to hear one of those orders twice. We were talking last week about the uh, hearing a line of someone ordering when there was no one standing there. It was the end of, I think as scripted, she is patron five, or that's how I put her in my notes anyway, who orders the cheesecake and a bottle of water. Is great? Sure. I'm going to get a slice of cheesecake and a bottle of water. Yeah, that sounds good. Once you guys have a seat, we'll have it right up for you. We already heard her order last minute, even though she wasn't there yet. Yeah. So, uh, I I don't know. I think they had limited audio and they thought, they had a close-up at the beginning of the scene of the, like, coffee machine and them getting a drink ready. And I think they just wanted to put some audio over it, but they had limited audio, so they used one of the audio clips they already had, even though we were going to hear it less than a minute later. And breaking it down like this, we actually were just like, well, that's out of place. We don't know where it came from. Now I know where it comes from. It's right here. The very next minute. Did they just choose not to go back and fix that kind of stuff or what what's the problem there <laughs> this is that kind of minute it's a lot of dialogue from characters we don't know and who we don't need to know because they will be gone after this scene and then johnny and he never really like visits the same place twice he never goes to the, not same the movie place. now in the movie he, we never see him at the coffee shop twice or anything like no. that he goes to the flower shop once. He goes to this coffee shop once. They go to Golden Gate Park once. He's always in a different place. You know what kind of time frame this movie is supposed to cover? It's approximately a week to maybe two weeks at the most, based on how they talk about his birthday party coming up and the wedding coming up. But it's not. It's hard to be precise. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I told you when I when I was on the first time, I kept falling asleep when I was watching, <laughs> and I realized when I started watching these minutes, I've I don't. I don't think I've ever seen these minutes before. <laughs> I, 
I think I fell asleep and didn't rewind far enough. And then I, I guess the first time I saw it, I must have fallen asleep or left the room or something during these minutes. So these were really exciting and fresh new minutes for nice. me. Something new for you. Yay. It was, it was great. By the way, oh, hi, Walt. I just noticed you, you've been here talking to us. Hey, how are y'all? Doing pretty good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> little sick, but I'll probably edit that out. The listeners don't need to know that. Coronavirus? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I have asthma, so I wake up every morning with a cough. Oh, no. So I, I got to wait until later in the day to figure out if I also have like a fever or anything else. Great. Mm-hmm. Good times. So eventually, Johnny and Mark do join this scene already in progress. Right. I was actually confused if it was a coffee shop or not because there didn't really seem to be a lot of ordering of coffee. It, so my well, first the cup says ice cream. The cup says ice cream. Oh, okay. So it's it's like an ice cream shop that also has coffee, I think, because the cups say San Francisco's all natural double rainbow ice cream. Oh, okay. A real place. I don't know if that's the name of this actual place, but that is a real place. Yes, and probably. I'm. I'm. Johnny or Tommy was very much against product placement, so if he let them see the label, it's probably the label of the stuff they actually sell at this place in his building, because otherwise he wouldn't promote it. But that's a. Doing them a favor, free advertising, let them be in this big Well, if they, if they sell in his building, he, he he's probably fine with it because they, it's a company that's been around since 76, and it's a couple of friends from Brooklyn who started selling popsicles in Coney Island. No. They'll probably just if transfer got it. An out, if they've got an outlet in his building, he's probably like, yeah, let's promote that. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't film everything in his building, but he wanted to be a proper Hollywood production, you know. He also didn't um, want people to know where he lived, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, when... When Greg's even mentioned Guerrero Street, Tommy freaked out. Yeah. So then we get the, the important part of this scene is their discussion about relationships, of course. Mm. After Johnny orders a chocolate, what, a hot chocolate, and Mark orders the mint tea. What would you like? Hot chocolate, please. What size is it? Medium, please. Sure. How about you? I'll have the mint tea. Okay. Medium also? Yeah. I don't see him as a mint tea drinker myself, but who knows? Go sit down. We'll yeah, be right you. there. They go sit down. They don't pay, which in this minute is still a problem because no one has paid for anything yet. Well, it's Tommy. Should he really have to pay? Well, the other customers didn't pay either, though. Oh, yeah, that's the, true. The midnight audiences, we'll get to this in a little bit, but the midnight audiences like get very down on that because no one pays for anything. We will see next minute there is a bill, but no one. we don't actually see anyone pay for anything. Man, I'm so tired of girls' games. What happened now, Mark? Mark declares relationships never work. He doesn't know why he wastes his time. I don't know why I waste my time. So I guess he's still feeling depressed. Aww. You look depressed. Despite recently trying to kill Peter. <laughs> that can be a drag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Johnny, of course, tells him he should be happy. Well, you should be happy, Mark. No reason. Just, he should be happy. And, you know, why not? That's, I guess that's good enough. Mark says, yeah, yeah I know. Life, life is, is too, too short. short. They get their order. And I'm pretty sure the cups are empty. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like they were. That pisses me off. <laughs> Every... At least put water in it or something. Yeah. Put like dirt water in it. Pretend like it's tea. Yeah, I mean, at least put something in there to give it a little weight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Especially exactly. they pick them up and drink from them. Marks is angled toward the camera. It's like his medium tea. I think only has a small amount of tea in it, if anything, because there's no liquid visible. Ridiculous. Mm. Wow. Well, if you don't pay for it, you don't get to drink. <laughs> it's an imaginary restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you order, they bring you empty dishes, and you just pretend to eat and drink. Like a five-year-old runs up <laughs> when you pretend to do tea. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of five-year-old stuff in the production of this film. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, that's basically this minute, because it's just a bunch of people we don't know ordering food. <laughs> and none of these people are on IMDb. No. That I was able to find. No. Like, researching this minute was fruitless. <laughs> They're probably, I mean, this was filmed in San Francisco, this scene. So it was filmed toward the end of production. Just a bunch of random, I don't know, local actors maybe. Who needed some money. Just people who thought they were coming in for coffee and who got the privilege of being in this movie. Well, the workers are probably the actual workers because that's how they did the flower shop. The real owners appeared in the scene as part of their payment for being in the movie. And that still has the greatest line of the whole movie. Oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. <laughs> He's standing right in front of her. <laughs> At least Susan can see, see him, you know. Oh, hi, Susan. Well, hi, Johnny. How are hi, you? Good Susan. to see you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she doesn't have cataracts. Now, unfortunately, this minute is also kind of boring for... Notes for the midnight screening. The audience is just wondering who the hell these people are, and then since no one pays, people are like, how are you still open? Like, pay for your damn food, and they're yelling at people. Nope. But we do have a great moment near the end of the minute because after Mark and Johnny sit down, the goth girl behind them raises her spoon. And so the audience yells spoons and throws spoons at the screen because we haven't gotten to do that in a while. They've been avoiding the side of the room with the spoon pictures at, at the apartment. <laughs> and that's all I have for this minute. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's kind of kind of hollow. Yeah. There's here yeah it's like strange strangers order half of it is people we don't even know if we knew that if we were familiar with this restaurant i guess we could talk about what we would order you know would you order the cheesecake i get coffee <laughs> you hate coffee no i said i get coffee oh, okay. but okay that was relief <laughs> there are very few things in the world better than chocolate cheesecake true true forget normal cheesecake and goth girl last week ordered a large peanut butter cup with extra whipped cream um, And that sounds pretty good too. So. But then they also have bagels. I don't know what this shop is. It's got everything. It seems like the kind of place I'd just say, what is your main thing? Like, what is the thing that everybody has to have when they come here? And then I want to try that. Despite it being an ice cream place, I guess it's the cheesecake. They seem to be pushing that, but I don't, I don't know. Because we never see, we don't get an establishing shot of the outside of the restaurant because that would be, you know, reasonable filmmaking. So we don't even know what their specialty is. Just a multi dimensional. Dessert Emporium. <laughs> it's like the every kind of dessert there is at that place. Yeah. <laughs> Plus mint tea. Coffee with dessert I get, but they also I don't know. I, I kinda like this place. Yeah, uh, I'm I, in San Francisco, I'm gonna go here. I would definitely want to go there. <laughs> we'd have to go there anyway, because it's Tommy's building. So there's a giant billboard of the room on the building still, I believe. And a pair of jeans. <laughs> a giant pair of jeans because he sells the TW jeans and underwear. What? Yeah, he has his own brand of underwear. You didn't know? I was not aware of that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I feel like I would know that. If you buy anything from his website, you will get a little postcard ad for the underwear. And at midnight screenings, they often sell the underwear if, if he's going to be there. Oh. Yeah. The underwear is bad as the movie? I think they're better, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have tons of holes in it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad stitching. You can't just spend $6 million on a movie and not have gotten it from somewhere. He sells good product, you know. It's not good movie. I just assumed he had family money or something. Well, no, as far as we can guess, he made money off of tourists in San Francisco. Selling, in particular, little uh, wind-up birds out on the docks. But that's just one part of it. 
Well, good for him. We've all got our calling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now he's working on a shark film that maybe we'll see eventually. Who knows? Yeah. We got anything else for this minute? I've got nothing more for this minute. Okay, let's. Let, I'm so excited to get to the next one. Oh, it's going to be even that's better. That's what I'm anticipating. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, until then, Walt, where can the listeners hear more from you? Uh, you can hear more from me over on a podcast called The Wilder Ride. We go through the movies of Gene Wilder one minute at a time. We have uh, broken down Young Frankenstein in season one, Blazing Saddles in season two, and eventually here we are going to uh, continue working on Silver Streak for season three. We've kind of had some some things get in the way of our of our scheduling, but we uh, we're about to dive in and and really knock that out. So if you've never seen Silver Street, great movie, uh, Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor. And uh, a host of other great actors. So definitely worth seeing. We're looking forward to getting started on that and getting some episodes out there. But he's not the wrong when people make fun of the project. In this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us!